Hi, Mamas. Or Mamas to be. I'm Kayla. And I'm Tara. And welcome, welcome to, to Motherhood, Motherhood Leaked. We're two first time mums leaking unfiltered tales of motherhood. Being there, getting there, and possibly getting lost along the way. Let's, Let's chat. chat. May contain swearing. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Motherhood Leaked. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Tara. How are you going? I'm really good. I, um, I'm just going to go straight in. I'm not going to ask you yet. No, no, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, um, over the weekend, I feel like I had a very like me focused weekend in amongst going to like a two year old's birthday and letting Troy have some time to go surfing. I went and did this, um, three hour workshop on, it was called awakening your inner essence. Yes. Um, and it was a three hour workshop all around like healing essentially, which was just really beautiful and just having that time to myself to really focus on myself um, was great. Yeah. And honestly, I cannot recommend, I'm going to give Annetta a plug. So she's from Integrated Wellness. Yep. Is her, um, we'll put a little handle in the, um, what's it called? Show notes. Absolutely. But essentially, yeah, it was this beautiful three-hour workshop on just reconnecting with yourself. And um, I've like briefly mentioned on here, you know, that I've, I am quite an anxious person that actually manages my anxiety very well high functioning high functioning masks it very well very aware of my own childhood trauma working through it I actually realized how much I intellectualize it and talk about it a lot and can rationalize with it but have realized that like I I actually said to Troy probably maybe four or five weeks ago like oh I feel like I need to just like move the energy in my body and I've even done like energetic work before but like I was like I feel like I need to release like something I don't even know what that looks like then all of a sudden into the abyss yeah and then all of a sudden uh, a couple of weeks ago one of my friends said to me oh I'm gonna go do this um workshop Uh, you should come and try it and a big part of it was actually on the body and not actually like talking through your trauma or anything like that but just releasing energy from the body oh my god just yeah Putting all the praise out there for it. Can you tell me the method though? And because when Kayla told me what it was, she laughed because she's like, Troy said, and I'm like, oh my God, it sounds like okay, a pasta so festival. A, a, <laughs> uh, so yeah, a part of the, a part of it, because it incorporated a few different things like breath yeah. work, meditation, but a part of it was Kundalini activation. <laughs> so yeah, Tara tell found that it. doesn't sound like pasta. Come on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Tara and Troy were both like, okay, is this like, do you get to eat a lot? And I know, no. getting to sit there for three hours eating pasta, that sounds like my kind of heaven. <laughs> Well, yes. I mean, look, you could have been meditating, imagining. Well, it's good. You did look like you floated through the house today. You do look very, you you know. I feel so much lighter. Like, I really do. Um, Yeah, I feel like my. Yeah, I just feel lighter. I feel lighter. I feel more. Definitely um, yesterday, though. Like, so that was Saturday. Then yesterday, I felt like absolute crap. The day after where I should have felt really good, I felt like crap. And that was actually because I had pizza after the the workshop, which was not a good choice. And I, d- I don't even know time. how my friend and I ended up there, but we did and we got pizza and then we both just felt like absolute crap. But it was a good reminder for me because I was also saying to Tara before we recorded, um, obviously my background with PCOS and the work that I do, I was like highly into like nutrition mm-hmm. and then becoming a mom, the wheels really fell off for me. And I just allowed, I had a lot of grace for myself, which I think was super important, but um I think I actually tricked myself into thinking that gluten didn't affect me Yeah. <laughs> because before I had Elliot, I was very like, don't have gluten. I would have it here. I would make a conscious choice though. Sometimes I'd be like, yep, I'm going to have the pizza and I just know it's yep. going to make me feel a bit crap for a bit. And then I move on. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, and that was a really it. nice yeah. place to be because before that was like that really restricted place and just not a good place to be good place in that I could make a really conscious choice. But then since having Elliot, I was eating gluten a bit through my pregnancy and then a lot through my pregnancy actually. Um, and then was like, oh, it mustn't affect me. Like yeah. I kind of, for- to be honest, I actually kind of forgot what gluten, like how it the affected re- me. Yeah. Um, 
and why I went initially off it because I'd been off it for so long. And then when I kind of started eating it again and like in my pregnancy, I didn't like, I didn't have a horrible pregnancy, but I didn't have a lot of energy in pregnancy. Um, so that didn't really trigger any like symptoms for me to notice, um, because I already was tired and that's what I realized (laughs) after eating it was that for me with gluten, um, what I get, my symptoms are like lethargy and brain fog and a bit of puffiness and just heaviness in my body. And it was just to go from this like really clear high energy feeling really good after doing that three hour workshop to the next day it being really apparent for me after eating a lot of pizza that night um how much the I just had so much like lethargy yesterday and just was really puffy and I was like I just was like oh that's right hello pizza I don't eat gluten for that reason (laughs) and I think what happened was when I became a mom I was like sleep deprived puffy tired all the time so I just survival mode yeah but I didn't even notice that that was happening because that was my baseline but I've been recently doing Things like I was saying a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, like taking more, like um, having steak for breakfast. Yeah, like being more <laughs> intentional and yeah. like doing things for myself. So I have been feeling better. So I think, yeah, it was just that good reminder to trust my body, <laughs> listen into my body, and avoid the gluten. But yes, the activation was good. Um, the oh, Kundalini activation was great, feeling good. And that's kind of where I'm at. That was the yeah, bit of like, I would say I'm. You know, I am floating, but I'm also very grounded at the same time, which feels good. Yeah. How are you going? <laughs> I am good. I am good. I'm going to do a quick update on our toddler bed situation, whether I've got bow in it or not, and our toilet training situation. Okay, wait. I'm actually... <laughs> Tara mentioned before that she was going to update on the um, bed situation. I was like, oh my God, yes, I forgot <laughs> about that. Like, tell us. So tell us, tell us. And I told you, Kayla, it's going to be short and sharp because uh, we are still not in our toddler bed. We are still in the Okay, top. wait, is it in the garage still? It's still in the garage on the side. And I actually was like annoyed at it the other day because it was in my way. And I was like, shit, I should probably really put that in the bedroom. But I'm now using the excuse I'm going to Melbourne. So Okay, I, so we've still just... I'm not going to do it. Okay. Like, let's be honest. Yep, that's okay. Um, and then his mother-in-law is coming back up. So she'll sleep in the spare bedroom. Um, and Brenton's got to work. So it's Wait, who's just, mother-in-law? Uh, Brenton, mine, mine. <laughs> Sorry. What was that about brain fog? Yeah. <laughs> my mother-in-law is okay. coming up when I get back. So it's just, so it's I'm just, just really nothing. not on the cards. So when she leaves, then I'm going to do it. I'm giving myself some time. The universe <laughs> has just training. said not, not now. Not happening. He still, like I said, he's very good in the potty. If he doesn't have a nappy on, he'll use the potty. He knows like he's soon. He's like, I need to do wee. I need to use the potty. He goes and does it. So well, just for reference, if anyone happens to just be tuning in for the first time in this episode, true. Bo's just over two. Yes. 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 Um, and I, just, I was planning cause I'm having another baby. On trying to have him toilet trained by the time uh, the baby comes. So that's your goal is to try and do that yeah. just to help with like easing. Yeah. And I look, whole... I, to be honest, I feel like it's not going to be that hard, but yeah. it's the thought of having to like stay home for a day or two <laughs> really does my head in because I love to be out and about. And I know look, I to be just... honest, you're going to be in newborn phase. You're probably going to do a little bit of that here and there. Anyway. I know. I know. So I should just get it over and done with. Like I said, he's, he can connect when he needs to go to the toilet. That's a good thing. That's great. Like, so he's showing yeah. signs that he's ready. Oh so yeah. It's and not the like kinder have said to me, he's real, like, you know, yeah. So you're just following him a bit as well, but also it's like that balance of like following his lead, but also then you've kind of got a bit of a deadline, which is meeting your needs, which is totally okay. That's it. So I'll keep you posted. Yeah, please do. Um, There was something I was going to mention this week, and this is TMI. If you know me very well or you don't want to hear about my vagina, then (laughs) stop listening now. Um, (laughs) I love that trigger. That's great. That trigger was perfect. I've had like my vagina's felt a bit swollen. Like yeah, in the last week or two. Saying that, yeah. Pregnancy. And it's funny because I was like Googling, you know, swollen vaginas. Um, as you do. <laughs> as you do. Because I, I wonder what I don't come up with that. Jesus. Well, yeah. I didn't did look you put at, in pregnancy? Like, did you? Okay, <laughs> okay good. Um, and it's very common, apparently. Yes. Um, obviously, is. if it gets to a point where it's painful or anything, go see a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it was saying like things to do to have like help the swelling. Yeah. Don't sit for too long and don't stand for too long. I'm like, okay, so what do I do? Levitate? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was actually just, you're, you're imagining levitation. I'm imagining you just like with a timer being like up, down, up, down. Good for squats. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just like, um, how do I balance that? Um, I think anyway. that's just being conscious of it probably and just being like, okay. Oh I'm my God. Move, move, move. Yeah. Right, of all the things. Look, to be honest, do you really sit or stand for too long with no, a toddler? It's up, not. down, up, down. Uh, yeah, I feel like that anyway, but it was just like that's Anything the advice. Anything that you've tried that's been helpful yet? Not at all, no. Maybe you need... I haven't tried maybe, anything, if I'm did, honest. Did we talk about that in our podcast with Alison, the pelvic floor physio? A little bit. I am booking in to see her when I get back from Melbourne. Okay, great. So, because um, I, I do feel like I need a, a check down there before going into labour. Yeah, and they do offer the um, package, remember we yes, talked about that? Yes, the pregnancy package, You have yes. to report back on that. So, I will report back on that, but that's my update for the week. Great. Well, maybe we should jump into this week's episode. Absolutely. We're talking, um, well, Kayla's already mentioned nutrition in her intro, so we may yeah. as well um, let you know that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, we're leading into, yeah, just some feeding and our, our weaning and feeding journey. So yeah, let's jump in. Let's do it. If you're based on the Gold Coast, Bump Southport offers a community for all women. Whether you're returning to or starting your fitness journey, Bump has something for you. Particularly if you're pregnant or postpartum. And Tara, should we mention that you can have a shower after a class and even wash your hair while your kid is in the creche? And Kayla, don't worry about a towel because they supply them, as well as tea and coffee, and you can drink it while it's hot. I know, this sounds all too good to be true, but head on over to Bump Southport and check them out for yourself. So... For the last few weeks in the intros, I've been talking about our weaning journey and last episode, I think it was last episode, I mentioned that we are fully weaned from breastfeeding at now almost two. Kayla's boobs are her own. They are mine again. <laughs> Once again. It feels really good. Um, but yeah, in that process, it's obviously triggered in Tara and I to talk about, yeah, like our breastfeeding, not our, not specifically our breastfeeding journeys, but leading into food. Yeah, absolutely. And what it was like to transition. transition. Yeah, yeah, to food. So yeah. Um, I guess, Tara, for you, what was your ending of your breastfeeding journey like? Because that's very, like, in my mind, it's been recent, but for you, it was really different. What was your ending like? I did say to Kayla when we were talking about, like, discussing this, I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, that feels like 100 years ago. Um, I do remember it was pretty much at the 12-month mark, though. Um, You know, our journey's most, like, if you've listened to the newborn episodes, especially, you know, like, we both I struggled with breastfeeding at the start. Um, and, but then I got into a not really nice rhythm, but also I knew when I was ready to stop. Mm -hmm. Um, I was you know, at a point where he was doing a lot of biting and stuff. I'm just like, no, I just can't mentally do this anymore. Um, so I managed to, we got made to about the 12 month mark and he was still feeding overnight. Um, then I was actually in Melbourne and I still remember the last night I fed him. That's the one thing I do remember. It's like quite funny. Mm. Um, and I fed him for the last time and then he really didn't like, it just, it was easy. I'm not going to like lie. It was easy in a sense he was still having i was still giving him bottles yep even after 12 months so with formula in a bottle with formula. so he was doing a bit of yep so he was breastfed up until 12 yep. months um and then i started using i did maybe about a month before i knew i wanted to okay so you did a bit down. of mixed feeding yeah just I as did you had the feeds. idea of like yeah so like because i didn't know how he was going to react to formula yep. so yep. i was a bit like you know trying out different formulas mm-hmm. researching what i thought was going to work best for him mm-hmm. um i spoke to my doctor about it um and yeah i just found like of balance in that mm-hmm. last month and he took he had because I had to express when he was a newborn he was used to bottles and he always yep. took them really well so that for me was a really easy transition so you I basically know. went at 12 months from okay no more breastfeeding like did you last feed and then he was on the bottle yep. with formula 
Yep, all breast. With formula. Yep, with formula. Yep, with formula. So I was done with the pumping because I used to do a lot of pumping. I didn't know pumping in my breastfeeding journey. I don't know. I think I did it once. I was like, I can't do this. To all the mamas out there that, like you included, that sit down to pump. Felt like a full-time job. Oh, just to me, like we did have a good breastfeeding journey in the sense that like I had enough milk and all of that. Yeah. And it was only ever like, I think I might have expressed, I can't even remember what the purpose was. I think we were going to possibly try a bottle in the afternoon when he was a little bit older. Um. And I just, I did it once. It was like, I just can't. I can't yeah. sit. I'm bored. I, oh I don't want to have to clean all this stuff up. Like, yeah. So yeah, kudos to all of the mummers. And I started that. off with this like really basic pump, I remember. And I was like, it was going so slow. Mm. And then I joined the Australian Breastfeeding Association after I consulted with a lactation specialist. Yeah. And I hired like the best, like the cream of the crop pump. It was insane. Wow. The difference. Amazing. And the time, like it got it done so quickly. It was oh. like this huge thing that I hired so for... I think I'm part of the membership, actually. I can't even remember. It was not a lot of money for what it was worth. Well, that's good for bummers to know. Like, Yeah, it was really handy. Because breast pumps are expensive. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I found the hand – like, some people are happy to do the hand pump. Though, like, but Hand express, you mean? Hand express. Yeah, see, that's what I did do. I did a fair bit of hand expressing because, to me, that was super easy. Okay. And I got heaps out at a time. Well, and when I say heaps, like, I never would – I wasn't really using it anyway. So, yeah. I think it was a bit different from my journey. But yep. that's really good that you could get it, like, done quicker. Yeah, and he was yeah. So he was yeah. good to like I said, he went to bottles really easily. We didn't yep. do night feeds like we did one before bed. Yep. But we cut out the night feeds Overnight. completely because he used to wake once maybe, and I'd, mm-hmm. I'd give him a boob. Mm-hmm. But then I just started resettling. He's a dummy boy, so I just put the dummy back in his mouth and he'd go back to bed. Great. So that was my. That's from what I can remember. So yep. that first real like. So it was sort of around twelve months. That yeah. So twelve yeah. months he's done, and then yeah, it was on. To and because obviously and... we like he's feed. He was feed, breastfeeding less because mm. we obviously had introduced food. Food. So, so yeah. So when did you start? with food uh i was pretty much maybe five and a half months five months yeah we were the same we were about five and a half months like there's obviously the recommendations around like six months onwards and looking but you know what there is but then there's also recommendations (gasps) from four months four months i was just very confusing it is confusing you're right i actually forgot about that but you're right like even yeah some gps even recommend trying like purees and what's that what's that stuff called the little porridge looking crap um oh i used it rice cereal oh yeah i mean crap clag clag. yeah (laughs) yes um yeah you're right they do and i think that um yeah i think that's where topic, you know your own child maybe 100 like, obviously where i'm not like this is not my expertise we just did what we you know i didn't feel like Bo was ready i could tell yeah and i had shona guiding me so we, yes we've talked with shona in two episodes ago um so she was very much a part of our introducing solids journey and yep. her what i remember her advice to me and to the mums are part of the group at the time obviously to the general of us was like to keep breast milk as their main yes. source and introduce at six months onwards yep. like their readiness and look at readiness for solids so yeah looking at their sitting can they sit up on their own it's like a good sign that their digestive track is strong enough and yeah there is a um solid starts was a oh, page that God. i used a lot Same. i lived on it i still do yeah because they do the. but if you go down the baby led weaning track especially yeah they've got this amazing resource you just type in, in number. The, that's right it's the app as well yeah that, and it will oh, tell you like yeah. at all the different ages yeah how, how to cut it, cut it. Or, oh my god and they show yeah. you pictures like well obviously we'll add all that mm. into the um into the show notes yes but so what do you remember what you first what you fed Elliot first? Yeah, we did avocado first. Oh, really? Um yeah, it was avocado. He was about five and a half months. I was really trying to do the right thing in inverted commas and wait till six months, but I could just tell Same. he was like grabbing it. I know that that's not a direct sign to follow of grabbing for food, but he yes. was very interested com- combined with he was already Sa- sitting up. Oh. He sat up from like four and a half, five yeah. months, like he could sit up. Um 
so yeah, we just started and I do remember him like, I've got the video still. I think we yeah. all do of like that. And yeah, he, that was our first was avocado. What about Bo? <laughs> I think our first, I'm not even going to lie. I think it was the rice cereal. Oh, was it? I, I think so. I know we fed him one of his main first main meals solids because I didn't like obviously I did the rice like I did something like that first Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it might have been I think sweet potato yeah okay so did you do like uh, by the sounds of it not for me I was like I really want to do baby led weaning and was very much like I'm gonna do baby led weaning like and be yeah what about you were you a bit I did both I did both Mm -hmm. I did both um I did a lot of puree food like I just make it freeze Mm -hmm. it um, and he would have a lot of puree, yep. but I definitely wanted to um, get him into holding it, playing with his food. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there was that like sense of still like the whole choking thing scares, you know. Did it worry me. you a bit? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm. I had a little bit of anxiety about it. Yeah. Um, which I think is normal. Definitely um, normal. But it's interesting. That's why that solid starts page is so good because they show you videos of yes. kids, the difference between yep. gagging and choking. I honestly think that page gave me the confidence to not fear food. I never yep. had that. I really didn't fear Elliot choking. And even to this day, I, I still don't really fear him choking. Yeah. I feel like I know what to do if that's happening. Um, yeah. The gagging never really, it didn't trigger me yep. to think, oh my See, God, Bo he's was never a gagger. I was actually lucky touch wood. Um, yep. Even though that I had a little bit of that fear. Oh. He was never much of a gag. The only thing Bo chokes on still to this day is water. <laughs> like the, that kid guzzles I don't know and yeah. even when he was little I've seen him do that yeah. yeah he always since he's been little he's just choked on water I That's don't know so we'll see Elliot's gag reflex um it was like so they do say that it's like really far forward when they're younger for some yeah um as a natural like survival yeah. mechanism so Elliot gagged for a really long time and I ended up um seeing a what was she she's like an occupational therapist that does like um oral function yeah um we possibly will be having her on the podcast soon. Um, So we can talk more about that. But I remember I ended up having like a session with her, not about his eating. It was to do, I was literally struggling with sleep and was like, (laughs) is there something wrong? Like, what is it? You know? Um, But yeah, he did gag a lot. So I think like, cause he was gagging. Like I'm just, I I think I got so desensitized to it so quick. And it was always like, it could be so shallow in his mouth and he gets on like that. This kid could probably not choke. Like it's just not gonna happen. Um, But yeah, I was very much the different, uh, yeah, not as anxious about yeah. that. But looking back on my journey now, I do think that I could have given myself some grace and been like, you know what? A combination of this baby led weaning and some purees is going to be totally fine. Yeah. I do. I've talked about it before. I'm very much coming out of the like haze of, I, I said to someone this morning like the newborn haze and it honestly feels like that. <laughs> I think the newborn haze has like just lifted off me in the last couple of months. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> And probably go back in at different times of motherhood, but yeah, absolutely. I think Get I pregnant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, I think yeah. Now that I'm on the other side of it, at nearly two years postpartum, I can see how much my anxiety was driving a lot of what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and do you think you were like? Do you think you, if you had a game like given him pouch foods and things like that, you would have been judged? No, it wasn't like wasn't that. Not, I was okay. mine was the fear of like oh. Um, not good stuff in it. Numbers no, 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 no. More so like baby led reading, baby, <laughs> I'm putting it in air quotes, baby led weaning is the right thing to do. Like they're okay. very, there are some so, like that are very, what that community sort of says yeah. about it, I guess. And that how like it does help them to chew properly and, Absolutely. and you know, um, kids that are on purees, they struggle to get off purees. And yeah. like, I just got very, it was fear. I was like yeah. scared that I was like, Oh, I've got to do it the right way. You know? Yeah. And I think that's all mothers. Like you see your the own. And no matter what of, path you go down, let's be honest, you fear something. Like. Exactly. Yeah. So for you, it was choking. For me, it was like, I need to get this eating thing right like, yeah. and make sure that he can chew and swallow yeah. and all the things. Um, 
But in saying that, um, I was saying to Tara before I've realized like, and what I was getting to was like, looking back, I do think I wish I had to give myself some grace and done some more purees. And, yeah. um, he definitely went ham on like just all foods and making a big mess and playing. Yeah. But I do, I did say, oh yeah, you know, I wish I had have given him like for ease, like yes. take a pouch. Like, I handy. give him the squeezy pouches now a fruit. That's it. So I'm like, why didn't I do this when you were like. Yeah, nine months old. Like, why did I make it hard and for myself? You don't, if, if you choose not to, you don't have. You can make your own. Of you can course, buy. Like, I bought my like, own pouches and stuff. Yeah, and don't like I bought some off the supermarket shelf too. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, you do. And I do remember you. like being at. We went to a, a child's first birthday party, mm. and I had a squeezy pouch in my bag, one mm. from the supermarket, and there wasn't. I thought there'd be a lot more like child style food there and there wasn't it was really catered for adults mm. and not the children mm. and he was still he was doing the baby led weaning at that stage yeah. and he was a year old so yep. he could eat quite a lot yeah but he wasn't because there was no food that he could really it was just it, was it just a bit wasn't odd. suited wasn't yeah. suited um and i was like oh should i give him the pouch like he said but i'm like oh we're at a kid's party and i'm gonna be judged and i really did you feel felt like, like that, that i was like which is ridiculous because mm. this is like a lot of my closest friends who are mums who were not going to judge me, but it was my own head like being like, I'm going to pull out the squeezy pouch and there's like this yeah. other food there. And, like- and I think it's like what we've been talking about in the last few episodes, how much our generation of mothers feels that pressure because there's so much judgment yeah. that's been flying around, but it's really good now that we can sit and be like, oh, it's fine. But at yeah, the time exactly. it is, you know, hard. But no, I don't think it was that. It was more my own my own fears. Like definitely yeah. wasn't even yeah worried about anyone else doing it or it being wrong, but just more my like I wanted his mouth to function properly. Like I wanted yeah. everything to be right for him. Yeah. Um, I must admit, can I just say before I started, like before I like uh, when I was pregnant, mm. I actually did a um, first aid course, like a kid's first aid yep, course, which I thought was yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. We did one as well. Oh, and I recommend it. If you do have any fear about like all that kind of stuff, yep. um, I definitely recommend I reckon, doing something like that. I recommend all parents do it. And Absolutely, even now I'm like you know ready to do like, another one. Like, like I feel like the other day who is – usually pretty good doesn't i always say oh, he's not one of those kids that puts things in his mouth next minute next minute i was at a park the other day and he's chew- like he'd eaten snacks and i'm like what are you chewing on I'm like you still got a snack in your mouth and like i put my hand out i'm like spit it out he spat it it was a rock oh. he was chewing on a rock i was oh, like uh, okay we don't eat rocks uh, i didn't know how to handle that because it's the first time he's ever done it but yeah. it just it put that thing in my head like don't get too blase about like oh bo doesn't put anything in his mouth because yeah. the one time you think they don't boom he's eating a rock <laughs> Yeah, no, the first aid courses are great. And Definitely. even tiny, tiny hearts education. Following that yeah. page, like oh, they, I unfollowed. We've talked about that before. I think yeah, yeah why, we did. It can, yes, it can be triggering that page. Yeah, but just great be resource, yes. Um, but what I was going to say was, how did you go? So you've introduced, uh, you did a bit of baby led weaning and yep. pureeing from like that five and a half month month mark. Yeah. Um, obviously, in that time, up to twelve months, you were still having milk, and then. Yep. Did you experience with Bo any allergies, anything pop up, or was it pretty smooth? Like, could he eat all foods? How did that go? The only th- time that we experienced allergies was when I gave him avocado for the first time, mm. and he vomited like three times. Wow. But looking now saying that, mm. like I remember ringing nurse on call or something, um, because it was the first time he'd really vomited, and he was doing that like choking, like a choking yeah, with his wow. vomit, and that was scary. Yeah. But we had started swimming like quite young I remember this yeah Yeah. and it was like the first time he'd gone like underwater like I think Mm. it's six months or something Mm. you you put them underwater Mm -hmm. um and he'd obviously taken in because it's the first time he'd been underwater he'd obviously swallowed a bit of chlorine and Bo did for a long while keep his mouth open he still does he's he's, like (laughs) he just doesn't grasp that he just has not it's the water thing he chokes on water it's his thing yes Um, he's no mermaid maybe he was a fish in a past life maybe he He does like like water but he just chokes on it um and so in actual fact, I think it was his body reacting to the chlorine for yeah. the first time being like, oh, this is a lot of water. It's so hard to know, isn't it, like when you are introducing food and then they're, 
yeah, it can be quite, um, yeah, quite a triggering and hard time as a parent. I'm, yeah, well, especially for someone like yourself, like I, I, he grew out, like he did not vomit no, from avocado. Yeah. I was scared to give it to him again because mm. I wasn't sure whether it was the chlorine or the yeah. avocado. So I was, the only thing he does react to now I find is like tomatoes sometimes, like mini tomatoes. Didn't He'll you say get a rash. you did some research into that? What was that called? Yeah, there's a thing called nightshades. Like um, there are some kids who are allergic to nightshades and their skin breaks out. What are nightshades? So it's stuff like um, really high acidy things, I think. So I think it's actually blueberries as well. Yeah. Um, but see, he wasn't affected by blueberries. So mm-hmm. It's. I actually think it's like the pesticides or something, even though we wash our food. Yeah. Because it's only some certain mini tomatoes that he reacts to. Mm-hmm. So I don't actually know, but he does get the big red like welts around his mouth. Yep. And he and loves tomatoes. I feel so. like though, even on the solid starts, they sort of normalize tomato reactions and being like, oh, yeah. well, it's normal, it's normal. But yeah. And he um, loves it because he had pizza. And that's the other thing. He had like, he'll eat my mum's tomato spaghetti bolognese. Fine. Not no one reaction. reaction. We had pizza one night. Um, and he reacted to the margarita pizza. Yeah. So it's it's I don't really know. Look, we still give it some tomato yeah. sometimes, As but a, yeah, we didn't fine. have anything like you. Like you really struggled. Yeah, we had a um, very uh, like I'm gonna say hard. It it, it wasn't. It was okay. It was, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. Um, yeah. So basically, we had been going well with like different vegetables that we'd done the avo then we did broccoli yeah sweet potato great great all was working well then i started making um the banana oat pancakes oh yeah they're our favorite that are like i think they're pretty like common baby led weaning food to go like for brekkie and to snack for a young baby and then even a toddler they're fantastic so good yeah um so we started making those but actually let's remember before that the first big reaction elliot ever had we had made i'm pretty sure it was like a bolognese yeah. Um, yeah, it was a pasta, bolognese pasta. And at that time I was still eating gluten. I, that was really eating hard. gluten? <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. My tongue like, got stuck in my mouth. I was still eating gluten. <laughs> yes, I was still eating gluten. Um, so we like we were like, oh, yeah, we'll trial, you know, yeah. wheat with him because I think it was around seven and a half months. Yeah. Um, and he broke out on this rash, a, a, a big rash all down his wrists, yeah, like both that. arms and – I, we just put him in the bath and it was just getting redder and redder and redder. And I just to try and I was like, okay, well it, it must be the wheat. Yeah. Um, has to be because in there, obviously there's tomatoes. He'd had tomato before. Yeah. There's like That's meat. A hard thing it was fine. It? You know, it could have even been a, like on my whole journey I've been through now, it could have yeah. been a herb, but <laughs> which I'll get to, but essentially that was like the first big reaction he had was this red roaring red, um, rash down his wrists. Yeah. And then, um, so I was like, okay, I just won't do the gluten for a bit, wheat for a bit. And then I did the oat pancakes and I remember, um, wait, in the oat pancakes, is there yep. egg? Yep. Okay. So yeah. In our ones, there are. Yeah. So, okay. I'm just trying to remember, egg, but, but yeah. I can't remember the, the, in the I had tried It's like literally oats, um, egg. Yeah. I think I'd given them to him. Um, I must've, that must've been the egg introduction was like that possibly. Yep. Um, and I was thinking like, you know, oats have gluten. I can't remember my thought process to be honest. It was that long ago, but yeah. essentially um, we did trial egg and no reaction. Yep. Um, but then we, you and I Tara at a cafe one morning yeah, with the that. boys and they were probably around seven and a half, eight months, yep. maybe eight months. Yeah, they were brothers. Um, and I'd made Elliot before we came in a little omelette. Like, great, so easy. <laughs> they load weaning. I'm, you know, I was, could have made it so much easier for myself and packed a pouch. <laughs> but nope, here we go with this beautiful omelette. So I had that at the cafe, gave it to Elliot and I looked at Tara and I was like, oh my God, he's having a reaction. And yeah. like all under his chin, he was just getting all hives. And yep. that was the first reaction he'd had to egg. And I obviously was 
I, I think I was more confronted in that moment because we were out of the house. Yeah. Didn't know what it was going to lead to. Like, was he not going to be able to breathe? Yeah. I think I was definitely the more same, scared especially of... with eggs and like eggs I was nuts, far more scared foods. of egg than the wheat. Yeah. Um, even though what I learned since going through all this is like wheat for some, any food for some yeah. children can cause that like anaphylactic. Yeah. That's not to scare anyone. It's just good to be aware of. Um, but yeah, so essentially, yeah, he had that reaction. Um, I went to the GP and made an like appointment to talk about it. And he was kind of like, oh, you know, he's young. Um, just don't give it to him for a bit longer. See how he goes. And then I don't even, I can't quite recall. My memory's a bit hazy, but I did do the oat pancakes. Again. Oh no, that's right. He said to me, I can't remember the exact way, but I'm pretty sure he said to me, oh, no, it must have just – something he, something. <laughs> something deterred me away from thinking it was the – it must have been before we had been to the cafe. Yeah. That must have happened after this. But something had deterred me and he was like, oh, it'll just be the wheat. Just keep trialing things. Just keep, you know, the egg if he's not had it. Yeah. I don't think at that point he'd even had – I think – oh, no, you know what had happened? I was putting the oats in the pancakes and I think I was thinking that he was having a reaction to the oats with the gluten because yep. there are traces of gluten. Right. And he wasn't having the big hives. He was just getting this little rash. Little. So I was like, oh, it must be the wheat, must be the wheat or the gluten. Um, and then so he had had a little bit of exposure to eggs and then we went to the cafe and that was yep. like the big reaction. So I went back to the doctor and he, yeah, he said to me, yep, just don't have it, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, you know, he's still too young to get an allergy assessment. It'll, you know, it's just not worth it. And I was like, okay, okay. felt really, first of all, unsupported. Yeah. Um, very anxious mother. Um, highly like. To figure out what to feed them. Like. I have a lot of knowledge around food too. Yeah. So like for me, I was like, I know a lot about food and I'm struggling with this. I can't imagine someone who just doesn't, you know, for most people, most yeah. of the population just have a very basic understanding of food. Yeah. Um, Plus so, also if you're a mom of two or three or four. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then you've got to like look into, you know, yeah. research. Like so essentially part. what I did, I took the reins and um, I spoke to Shona actually, the yeah. lactation consultant about it. And she gave me a contact of a nutritionist. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, who it was a more like, holistic in the sense of like she looks at um the whole child like yeah. how they're sleeping what their temperaments like lots of different stuff yeah. yeah she was great she actually came to the house it was yeah. great <laughs> and she was fantastic like really good and was like looked at you know our like genetic breastfeeding history and stuff too breastfeeding yeah. so supportive of the breastfeeding um i will say as well like through my breastfeeding journey i was eating eggs i was eating gluten i was eating meat everything and he wasn't I wasn't reacting well look this is the thing and i mentioned it in the oh, breastfeeding yes, he podcast too. he looking back he did actually have some green mucusy poos when he was a newborn but i didn't even know like yeah. as in and i actually still feel a little bit guilt a bit of guilt about this but i do want to talk about it because i remember the nurses and midwives saying to us like oh, do his, do his poos look mustardy? Like they say yeah. mustardy, like seeded mustard. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, they mm. do, they do. And I think they did for the most yeah. part, but I have a photo and it was talking to the dietitian, the nutritionist dietitian about that, you know, phase of his life and what his poos have been like and what they were currently like Yeah, that I realized like, oh, they were actually more on the That's greener the side and there was mucus like, and I didn't really even know what that was like as a yeah. first time mum. And I was like, I wish that that, That's um, it, because if you've never seen baby poo before, oh or even God. if people say seeded mustard, well, seeded mustard could be mucusy. It <laughs> could be like it actually can yeah. be. That's the thing. It can be. And like, what is that mucus consistency like? Yeah. And I just wish there was more education around that. And like, get actually getting mums to show you a photo. Yeah, it would be really helpful. Um, but I also think too, a lot of people were like, "Oh, your breastfeeding journey's going well. Mm. He's sleeping as a newborn should. He's feeding as a newborn should. He's quite content." Yeah. So they, it all just got like flew, I flew under the radar with him. I fully did because. Mm. The reason why he was so content, though, 
was because he, I could never put that kid down. Yeah. I still barely can. But like <laughs> I, he was content if he was on me, yes. if he was feeding and if he was asleep, he was content. I could not put that kid down because <laughs> he was unsettled. Like he actually was. Yeah. He was in a lot of discomfort. We had afternoons where he would go through just like crying and yeah. so unsettled. And, you know, again, in that newborn phase, some people talk about how, you know, that's purple crying or that's like a thing that they yeah, oh, I've heard, God, yeah. find that so triggering. But anyway, you know, it's normal. Um, but for me, because the pattern, I look back and it was like some days were fine, some days weren't. I'm like, it has to be what I was eating. Yeah. And I even look back on some photos and I'm like, there's little dots on him that yeah. I'm like, oh, were they little hives? And I just didn't know because it was yeah. so, so subtle. So I think, look, that to some degree, he probably was, yes, reacting to things. Yeah. Um, but he was, for the most part, not having these big yeah. reactions. So it was all just kind of flying under the radar. And he was gener- generally a very happy baby. Um, but, yeah, so from there, she kind of talked about how what Elliot was showing obviously was signs of, you know, the egg allergy and the wheat allergy to go to an allergist. So yeah. go back to the doctor and say that you've seen a dietitian, get the referral and just say, look, there's a wait list. I it takes went to a different doctor. No, I actually went to the same one oh, only because um, a friend had referred to him and like, he was actually a dad and he actually did. He was actually very, he wasn't as bad as probably what I made him sound before, but I didn't <laughs> like, and I could get where he was coming from. Yeah. In the sense of like, you know, just pull back, like take some time away from it. But yeah. I think because we were having more issues with other foods, I could just see like yeah, with Elliot, even when I was like certain fruits and things, he just wouldn't, uh, it's hard to say because I'm going to say he won't put it up in his mouth, but like, and eat it. Not all kids will, but I could, my yes. mum radar, my intuition was like, yeah. he knows this is going to upset him. Like yeah. I just, my, my intuition was just screaming at me. Like you need to look into this now. So yeah. yeah. So the dietitian, she said, go back, get a referral for an allergist. Just say there's a long wait list which there generally is, but I got in quite quick. Uh, I think we got in when he was about 10 or 11 months. Um, So what the dietitian had told me, we basically went on a low histamine diet because with Elliot's um, genetic makeup based on like our family history, there was a lot of histamine intolerance in my family, not a lot of allergies to eggs or anything like that, Um, but a lot of histamine issues. So like for me, I've always had hay fever. Um, I was allergic to like oranges and things when I was little, which is a high histamine food. Yeah. Yeah. So – Yeah, so basically put us on this low – she did that, put us on the low histamine diet, went to the allergist, got the confirmation. They do a prick test, got the confirmation that he was allergic to um, eggs. Um, So IgE allergy. So there's two types of allergies um, that children can have or people can have, IgE and non-IgE. IgE IgE is where the body produces the antibodies and you can essentially are at risk of anaphylactic – an anaphylactic response. Um, is that the word response? Yeah. I don't know. Going into anaphylaxis. Yeah. And the non-IGE is like rashes. Yeah. Um, might superficial, just, more superficial. More than... like, yeah, they're just not at risk of anaphylaxis. Yeah. You can just get rashes, hives, that kind of stuff, and it not will go down. Still. Yeah, okay. not fun. And at any point, though, a non-IGE allergy can turn into an IGE allergy. Yeah. So um, basically, was just told, you know, avoid the things that are going to cause him problems. Yeah. Um, so avoiding egg, avoiding wheat and you know, to be quite honest, the allergist for us, it was just the tick of like, okay, this is what he's got. Yeah. Um, and then we were working with a dietitian around, for me, I'm quite a proactive person. I was like, I want to really figure out like why his body is reacting yeah. and get to the root of it, the root cause. Um, for me, I know that I kind of had a hinkling to the fact that like I had antibiotics during labor. Antibiotics does disrupt the gut microbiome. I also had a Caesar, so he didn't come through the like yeah. vaginal canal and get all that yummy goodness that he should have. So I did know that he was going to be on the back foot because of the antibiotics. Yeah. Um, and I was giving him, I was trying to give him probiotics, but I had found with him, he was 
Elliot just has a very sensitive digestive system. Yeah. And so even giving him, I bought like a really high quality baby probiotic, was trying to give it to him from like three days old, a very small amount. And he yeah. would projectile every time I gave it to him. Oh, really? So I just stopped giving it to him. But since speaking with the allergist, she was like, it just has a lot of strains and it will just pull back and try some other ones to help rebuild the gut microbiome. So like was working with giving him probiotics. Now trying to give a nine-ish month old child who yeah. baby 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 <laughs> baby anything orally who this kid i'd never given him panadol he didn't yeah he never had it um once he got sick and when he was around six months and he had quite a bad cough and we were like oh do we give him and like we went to the doctor and they kind of were like maybe you should oh not maybe they're like antibiotics here you go yeah um we did i was really on the fence about whether to do it but was like okay i think i need to and he just wouldn't take it like oh really would not take it yeah. So trying to get him to take stuff was painful, um, but we did get there. And so he was on that. This low histamine diet, though, I have to say it was like a breaking point for me. I just remember after the dietitian left, I just broke down crying to Troy and was like, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this on my own. Like, I just can't. Like, I can't even think work. about – I'm not even eating properly. I was living yeah. off like – even as a breastfeeding mom, I was like, I was taking like my, my supplements, but like eating, I just wasn't eating properly for myself yeah. even, which I know like isn't the ideal when you're breastfeeding, but like I wasn't coping. I yeah. was like so sleep deprived. Um, then having to work out what you can and can't eat. And I remember then, you saying there's not a lot. Okay. Like, so basically where we got to, so on a low histamine diet, it was low histamine, but then it was like, but only the foods that he has had before and any new food I had to do like a, a, a certain way of doing it. So it was like a quarter of a teaspoon, half yeah. a teaspoon and watch the reaction. So it was like for Elliot, it didn't really matter because he was breastfed. Yeah. And that was probably the nice thing was like the dietitian was very, very all for breastfeeding. Knew, yeah. And she was like, you know, just that's his main source. The food isn't his main source. And especially because he has allergies, it's going to take him longer to get onto food and that's okay. So it's great that you're still breastfeeding. So that for me was good peace of mind. Um, But still definitely had this fear going in the background of like, oh my God, what if he's not going to be a good eater and like all of this kind of stuff. So we did get down to though a point where all we, both of him and I were eating was zucchini and chicken. Yeah. And this was to try and get this histamine tolerance yeah. down. Like, and he'd even react to the touch of things, certain things sometimes, wouldn't he? Because I remember when they were babies, like, and they were all eating, like, we'd be out together and we'd have to try, like, be yeah. careful with the kids, so be he, like, don't um, touch Elliot's, like, don't let Elliot's. Yeah, Elliot so touch his reaction food. to egg was t- through touch. Like, that's yeah. how sensitive he was. We had, um, uh, like,. Yeah, basically a friend of ours, like we were all sitting together eating and she had carbonara and I wasn't even like thinking. Um, and he just went and touched the bin where there was like oh. a little bit on the side of it from like, yeah, yeah obviously like one yeah. of us putting in there, whatever. Or he touched the table where it was and he fully just like broke out in hives and did a mucus poo within like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, it, it, I'm, I must say like I have beautiful friends like you who were very conscious of it for Elliot as well. And it was yeah. like, that was so beautiful to like – it. I, dev- I never really felt – like stressed going out of the house because I just felt like well I'm always eyes on and my friends are super supportive and aware as well but definitely the hardest thing was like going through like trying to get him onto foods and not react and like that was probably the hardest thing it was at times it felt like you know three steps forward 10 steps back yeah and it was like we had we were trying to find his safe foods so that we could introduce a food get the reaction and go okay we go back to the safe foods but then what happened was he reacted to fucking chicken. <laughs> oh god! We got from zucchini and chicken to like being our safe food to oh not even chicken. And I was buying on the day that it got to the butcher, the organic butcher, oh organic gosh. chicken on the day it arrived for low histamine. Because essentially histamines can histamines are naturally yeah. occurring in foods um, and they can build up in foods the longer they're stored. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy it on the day and buy an organic. You no, know, did that. Um, 
And yeah, he broke out in this massive high rash around oh his my chin. God, that would have been heartbreaking. I, I remember calling the dietitian crying and just saying like, I, 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 I lost, yeah. what am I going to do? Like, I, what am I going to eat? Like, how am I going to get through this? And I was like, how, like what is happening? And she was like, look, he is obviously sensitive to what the chickens are fed. Wow. I was like far out. So like even an organic chicken, they might have been fed like <laughs> organic wheat or organic oh soy or it could be corn. Um, so you so, had to think about what the freaking chicken was eating. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's insane. Yeah. So it that's was a lot. lot. Um, but again, she was super supportive. And um, I did see a naturopath as well who was kind of like, look, I, I think it was like as he got to like 12 months and a bit, I, it was a bit over 12 months, I went to see a naturopath who I'd been seeing for a while. And she sa- sort of said, look, you need to get these foods in. Like yeah. let's go from like – stripped back to now if he's going to have like a little reaction like with you know two three four little hives on his chin that's okay yeah you know little exposure is okay and let's just like get going and like build things up and I was a bit apprehensive but also it was the it was the advice I needed to go come on let's just like see if we can get some more things in um yeah and slowly from there like now we're nearly two years how did you go after obviously you've got all that fear anyway Mm. how did you introduce nuts were you like a bit nervous? No, I think again, even like with this, I, I must say, I don't know why. I think it's more the side of me. Maybe it's the teacher in me. Like I've had um, children in my class that have had really severe allergies yeah. and I've always just known there's a plan. Yeah. Uh, give me a plan and I'm good. We're good. Yeah. We just know what to do when that emergency happens. Thankfully it never happened at school, but like in, in my situation, I obviously yes. had at certain times, but like, I think for me, I just, my anxiety is always good when I have a plan. So yeah. For Elliot, I we did have epi, uh, EpiPens. Yeah. So his um, allergy was enough for an epi, uh, for egg, was enough to be um, prescribed an EpiPen. But the advice from the allergist was, well, he's not in daycare and he's with you all the time, so yeah. he doesn't necessarily need it. And I, my justification was, well, not justification, my I just said to her, look, that all makes sense to me. I said, yeah. but for my own reassurance, I'm like, we go and have, we are out yeah. of the house. Like I'm not a stay at home mum with him. Like yeah. remember we were going oh God, never, yeah, every, never at home. every day we were <laughs> out with other children and every, yeah. all these babies are eating and they're crawling That's around. It. And I was like, for my own peace of mind, for my plan to like, not just be this anxious mother when I'm out of the house all the yeah. time, just knowing I had the EpiPen, like yeah, God forbid I had to use it. I would not want to use it, but yeah. just peace of mind. I think I just never felt anxious because I was like, I just know what to do when the emergency happens. Yeah. So with egg, uh, with a uh, nut, sorry, I was the same. Yeah. I was just did kind you of do like the old, like the nut butter on toast or something. I just did straight nut butter. Like couldn't put it on toast because of, Oh my God. His yeah. allergies. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh. Yeah, he actually was like he reacted to so many things. He didn't react to nuts though. That's I don't good. know why. I don't Isn't know if, again if it was just my intuition. It was like, yeah, I was never scared giving him nuts, and he's yeah. never reacted to nuts. See, it's one thing I was worried about because Brenton's family has a big, yeah. See, there's um, a background there. Yeah. yeah, like his dad was highly allergic. His sister's got a, like anaphylaxis to peanuts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it was one thing I was a bit cautious about, um, yeah. like giving him. But I did end up giving him like the nut butter on toast or something yeah and touch wood he never reacted and we were yeah. really lucky but it was that fear that you know and i made sure and i don't know if it makes a difference like i actually have never researched it or looked into it i ate a lot of eggs and nuts throughout pregnancy and i got to like i think the four month mark of five month mark of this pregnancy i'm like oh i haven't had any nuts like well, except look, food that's like i mean look it could be a theory or not but i ate so many eggs during i, I lived on eggs in my pregnancy because right, so i couldn't tolerate hardly any other good quality food yeah <laughs> so for me personally that did not work yeah i was just like i said to brent i need to start eating some nuts now just to make sure it's in I mean, look, I, mean, I think it's still important to eat a well-rounded diet and expose them. I don't think it hurts. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, that's um, the thing. It works for one person. It doesn't work for the other. But, um, yeah, I was thinking about that this week, actually. Mm, yeah, so the nuts thing has been all good. But, like, he was that sensitive to, like, yeah, he was reacting to oats. Um, he was 
I was just saying to Tara on the weekend, we went to a birthday party and one of my beautiful friends was kind enough to make Elliot. Elliot does actually eat pretty much anything now other than eggs and wheat. I have actually introduced wheat to him and he doesn't, he has like an intolerance. So like he can tolerate so much Mm. and then he'll start getting this rash on his chin, not hives, just a rash on his chin. Um, So now I'm just like, it just doesn't sit well with him. So I'm like, we just avoid it because it's just, you know, better off, but he can have some. Um, But yeah, she's like, I'm going to make him some stuff. So she made like these cupcakes that didn't have eggs in them, that didn't have gluten in them and some pancakes and she made this comment to me she was like oh I used egg uh sorry I used um applesauce instead of egg and I was like oh this tastes really great and I looked at Troy and I was like why didn't I just do this for Elliot when he was young and like I was I said to him I'm telling myself a story that I'm a bad mum because I didn't just use applesauce and then he just looked at me and as soon as he looked at me and I was like oh that's right he reacted to cooked apple (laughs) like he did he he, he had full like hive breakout to cook cooked apple but also on the other end of that now like Elliot now we were talking about this. I don't know. I can't feel like I can't say good eater. Um, he Elliot eats He's well. a good eater. He eats well. Yeah. yeah. You would classify him and Bo, like we've talked about this before. Our yeah. children, we both classify them as good eaters. Like, yeah. and I would say and I that work, my... we touch wood because it's one of those things. I know their taste buds change. They can change mm-hmm. overnight. They're toddlers. Like they could like one thing one day and they hate it the next. Yeah. But this is what um, I think is important for us to talk about. We've talked about this often, you and I, we have a very similar approach to food Absolutely. when it comes to what um we expect of our children yeah and why so let's maybe talk about that so why yeah, why do you think Bo is a good eater i don't put any pressure on it like mm. there's no for me i always i like always give him options so he's, he might have two or three options on the plate mm-hmm. um, even if i do pasta i might add a broccoli like there's always yep. color on his plate but if he doesn't eat it he doesn't get anything else it's mm-hmm. like i'll leave it on the table and it will stay back. here if you are hungry you can come back uh, I always put what they call a safe food or something I yep. know he will he likes and he yep. will eat. Um, and if he doesn't eat that, well, I'm like, he's obviously not that hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't pull out other options and things. It's just like, so well, you're that's... not worried about him going hungry, essentially. No, Your focus is on offering yep. and trusting that if he'll if he's hungry, he'll eat. And Absolutely. if not, that's okay. Yeah. And, and I don't put it like, I'm just like, yep, no worries. And if he's like, I don't want to eat dinner, I'm like, well, that's fine. Dad and I are going to eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really about sitting down together and eating. Yep. Like we will one or two nights a week eat on our own because yep. let's be it's honest, nice it's too. like heaven. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I don't have to share and do this kind of stuff. But yep. I think modeling is a big, big part of 100% eating. Um, and we enjoy our little dinners at the table. No, <laughs> I think that's nights. great. And I think that that's like... And you'll be like, what's your approach? We're the same. That's what I was going to say. We're very much the same in that I don't worry. I really trust that Elliot will eat when he's hungry. Yeah. Not going to lie. I have my moments where it slips in that thought of like, oh, but he's like tired. Because it's it's very much on um, afternoons like where he's getting really tired and I can see he's just going to like crash and go to bed really soon, like out of routine. Yeah. Not that we're highly structured, but just off for him. I'm like, oh, then he's going to go to bed at like six and he's not going to have anything. He's going to wake up hungry in the night. And I, you know, um, so that, that'll be times where I have offered him different things. Like on those moments, I do like let go a little and go, you know what? Like, let's just figure it out and get something into you. And sometimes it's like, I'll offer and offer and, offer and he's no, 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 no. And I can mm. see he's just tired. He's not even hungry. Yeah. So like, it's just, I'm the same for 95% of the time. I'm just yep. generally like, I just trust that he's not hungry. Yet. And we yeah. do the same. We just give him the food on the plate. We, we cook the same. He has, he has what we eat. Yep. Um, even to the point where we don't even do like toddler plates with all the dividers. Yeah. See, he I have a toddler a bowl. plate. I do have a toddler plate. We did. Plate he had a blue one and then he pegged it across the thing and it broke and I never replaced <laughs> it. But I've, I've said this before on my Instagram. When I serve him food on like a ceramic plate or bowl, he never picks it up. Give him like a toddler plate, toddler bowl, he'll yeah. peg it every time. So he both still eats at his high chair mm-hmm. and I find the ceramic plates are always too big and then the little ones are too small. <laughs> so that's why I've just kept this. And I've been trying to find like a – 
good toddler plate that kind of sticks to the thing that's mm. only one, but it's, mm. everything's divided. Yeah, I know. I feel like, and because I'm worried, my fear with that is like, if it's not the all dividing, together it's on a the fear, plate, whatever, you know, well, be touching that food, I must admit, we serve him up lunch and stuff on the same plate. Exactly. He's not, he's and not it's too fine. bothered. I have the, you have the, I'm looking at it over in your um, kitchen, the trip trap yep. high chair. So what we've done is actually taken off because he's honestly sucked at being, he sucks being in prams, high chair, being contained. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he's in a carrier on me, he does not want to be contained. Yeah. Um, so he very rarely sat in his high chair, all for very long. Yeah. But what we've taken off the, um, what's it called? The tray. The tray. And and yeah. the seat even now, he just climbs up himself and he loves it. Yeah. He'll sit up there. But yeah, we um yeah, he eats what we eat. Um he definitely has foods that like he'll prefer, like crack it, like it's like we've yeah. got like kids love crunchy, salty, yeah. like and you know, I just do a balance of it now. Like yeah. I'm not that. Oh my god, since like, you caught we caught up with you the other week, I've had to give Bo like avocado and biscuits nearly every day. Oh, that's, Elliot has that every single yeah. day. <laughs> He's been like just asking for avocado and biscuits. Isn't um, it funny again in that modelling of what they see? And, and but mind you, want. I've been eating it too. It's been amazing. He wouldn't even let me finish it. I was trying to make guac the other day, um, and he wouldn't even let me finish it because I was like. He, he wants to eat it. And that's a great snack, you know. It's like that balance of some crackers and a bit of like nourishing good avo. Yeah. But yeah, I would say generally for us, yeah, we're the same that like we can – we just don't put the pressure on – um, I was saying to you before this, I don't really like – I didn't want to put out there that like, you know, we have these good eaters. No. More so that we feel they're good eaters because we don't, we put, don't the put the pressure on. They're exactly. not good on eaters. In, they're not the good eaters in the sense of like, oh, they eat all their food all yep. the time and they eat what they're offered every time. No, yep. they don't. They say no to us. Oh, like we, when we're out, they'll say oh, yeah. no to a snack when, and they'll say they want something else and we say, sorry, this is all there is. Yeah. Like, Bo's looked at something, he's like, I don't like that, even though he's eating it like every yeah, night. Elliot week. says, don't like it, and I replace <laughs> it with don't feel like it. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. And I'm exactly the same. I don't play on that. I'm like, yep, we've had it before and we'll just have it another time. Exactly. But I always like, what's your tip? Do you have any tricks that you use to get him to? Um, just like keeping him in converse, like and not entertained, but like engaging with him with the yep. meal is always good. Like, yeah. or another tip is actually if he will sit down for dinner and he's like, no, 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 I will, um, leave his plate. Like, I don't say you have to eat. We just start eating yep. and he'll climb same. up and start eating. Yeah. So like just same. not saying, oh, it's t-, like, we'll say, yep, yeah, it's time for dinner coming yeah. to the table, whatever. Or sometimes we go outside and have a picnic. If yeah. Okay. There's two tips in one. Sorry. I'm going really <laughs> quick. One just leave the food and just start eating yep. and he'll either come and want it off our plate or he'll come to his own. Second thing is if the table's not working, we go and have a picnic out the front yep, or we one. go and sit on his play mat instead and we just mix it up and just keep it really lighthearted and keep it fun. Yeah, absolutely. We always um, use like colors because Bo like is obsessed with colors and things at the mm-hmm. moment. So I'm like, if he starts to go a bit crazy, like I want to get out and done, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to eat anymore. I'm like, but what color are your carrots? And he'll be like, oh, they're orange. And then he'll eat one. <laughs> And then like, it's just like, it's this little trick. Yeah. And it's like, what about your, you know, your broccoli and all this kind of stuff. And then sometimes I'll be like, okay, if you don't want to eat them, I'm going to have one off your plate if you don't mind. Mm. And then I'll eat it and, and it will start. spur him on to eat it. So yep. a bit of that modeling. Yeah, definitely. Um, we look, we don't eat in front of the TV and things like that because mm. Bo is easily distracted mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. when I go to visit my family in Melbourne, they're big in, on having the yep. TV on at dinner time, mm-hmm. and it kills me because Bo is like doesn't know what's going on. He's like, no. oh, he doesn't eat as well. And in saying that, I've been very much that as well. Of like, I don't necessarily want to use the tea, like, don't want him to eat in front of the TV. Yeah. But there have been times where it's oh, like he's I'll watching him in the afternoon, afternoon exactly afternoon yep. snacks, or even there, I'm like, oh my god, I got to get this dinner into you. Yeah. Because. Um, I can see you're about to crash and go to bed. So I will just literally spoon feed him yep. while he's watching Blippi. So to all the mums that are doing that, do you? <laughs> but it. it's like for the most part, yeah, we make the effort to be at the table or yeah. yeah. Great and everyone's so. always going to be different. And um, we did like a, a little bit of research to see like what are like, you know, to create, you know, trying to avoid fussy mm-hmm. eaters, which you're not always going to happen. No, and I think it happens fussy. for so exactly. Like we could say that 
someone could look at us in a certain situation and go, oh, yeah, they're a fussy eater because they're saying no. Yeah. But it's like true. how you categorize it. Also, there's sensory issues. There's yeah. like issues. issues. <laughs> there's so many reasons. But what are the tips that you came across in the okay, research so that you did? Okay, so introduce a variety of foods early. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously, you know, what you do. <laughs> what everyone tries to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, apparently like I know one thing I do with Bo, even if he's like, I don't like it, don't want that, he doesn't eat it, I'll keep giving it to him. Because Just offering it, it offer, like You mean offer to, it? Yeah, offer it. Yeah. yeah. It can be up to 20 times that a kid sees something before they put it in the, their mouth. 100%. So things like that, I guess. Um, yeah. Role model, healthy eating. I guess that's, mm-hmm. and, you know, whether it's not healthy. Sometimes I've eaten McDonald's with Bo. Yes. Yeah, so. um, but that's that modeling behavior, yeah. I guess. Um, offer a rainbow of colors. Mm-hmm. And oh, we always try to do this. Always had like a color on the plate. Like, because yep. it's easy for kids. I mean, Bo loves mash like any yeah. other kid. No, Elliot um, does not like mashed potato. See, that is the weird. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, doesn't like mashed potato. What? doesn't like potato. Like, sweet potato? I love sweet potato. Yeah. I, do, I, I like mixed mashed potato and mm, sweet potato. Yum. Yummy. Even I'm, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> um, what else have we got here? Involve the children in meal preparation. We've yeah. start, Look, that can be hectic, let's it's be honest. It's hit or miss too. It Sometimes is. you're like, oh, they're loving it. But yeah. then what I found though is like when you get them involved, sometimes Elliot will try the veggies raw and stuff. So I'm like, well, at least that's getting yep. them like exposed to it too. Oh, definitely. Mm. Um, and make meals enjoyable and positive, which is that whole create a pleasant and relaxed mealtime environment. Yep. Um, not putting like yeah, all the pressure, pressure on food, I guess. Um, offering small portions of new foods. Yep. So, because I think at the beginning, I must admit, I think I was overwhelming the plate. I was putting mm. so much food on. They eat like Nothing, a bite of sometimes. each. And you're better off them asking for more. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, be creative with food presentation. This okay, is, sorry. I get I triggered by that one. Yeah, yeah good. Look, I don't do it. No, like I said to you, he gets an adult bowl with yeah. like he, nothing is separated. Like, yeah. yeah. And if no. I feel like if I put a smiley face on something, he'd be like, like he wouldn't doing? eat it. He'd yeah. be like, he gets, get distracted. Exactly. I remember. Well, <laughs> so like, that's each to their own. It was like when we got the bluey plate. He stopped eating as much because he was like trying to find Bluey under there and it wasn't like I eat it. With a wiggles plate. I, yeah, I 100% get that. So it depends on you whether you want to use that yeah. kind of, you know, mm-hmm. um, and keep trying. That's that thing of like, you know, yeah. kids taste evolve kind yeah. of thing. I think like um, with all these tips, like they're all very much common sense ones too. Absolutely. For any mamas out there who are on a journey with allergies like I was or you go into that and you hear the one about variety because I remember that was a big like fear-based oh thing. Yeah. Like how am I going to get variety into this kid? He can only fucking zucchini yes. like but <laughs> i will say that exactly look at it and, and yeah. just it comes back to that taking the pressure off like yep, if they're gonna some days they're just gonna want to eat crackers yeah and sometimes you look i'm like bo's eating like a machine today it's yes. so like good and you're like i made pumpkin soup from scratch and he's slurping it up yep other days you make things from scratch and they don't touch it and you're like Ugh. i know so Although you just eat, gotta like, trust that like they actually are born to know what they need yep. and sometimes they're tired and then obviously if you are really concerned then you do oh. seek a medical 100% advice. Like go and not, get you know. advice for sure. But do you, let's the last, like to finish, mm-hmm. wrap it up. Um, sugar or no sugar? Um, look, pre-mum me would have been like, and I was literally talking about this yesterday. I was like, yeah, yeah. no sugar, no no packets. That yeah. was 100% me. I was like, I'm going to cook everything from scratch. Yeah. I'm going to make everything from scratch. Like, it's like, like a slinky mum or a silky oh, mum. Oh, fuck, who knows? <laughs> a highly stressed mum. <laughs> um, but, but look, I'm all for balance. Yeah. So look, Same. I wouldn't say he... He has honey. Like, he definitely yep. has honey. He has honey oh, yeah. on honey his porridge, porridge like, every day. day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, he puts it – and we put it in his smoothies and he has dates in his smoothies. Um, I wouldn't say that I actively choose to give him, like, sugary chocolates. And yep. I do – I am conscious of, like, reading packets and – yeah, I'm conscious. But like yesterday at the party, there was sugar in the muffins that were made for him yeah. specifically. And it wasn't like I, I was happy for Regardless, I would have let him have it. I think yeah. it's all about balance. I think absolutely. I, I think it's so important to teach balance. Yeah, Bo loves and, a bit of chocolate, loves a bit of kinder And I think it's going to be super powerful to, for them to be able to notice in themselves very early on if you have the conversation of like, how are you feeling? Yeah. 
how did that make yeah. you feel? Like, and they might go, yeah, I feel like crap. And then they're going to go to a birthday party and their brains aren't fully developed and they're going to want to yeah. eat all the sugary stuff and they're going to feel like that again. Like, yeah. you know, I just think. What's the weirdest thing that Elliot eats that surprises you? That's like, oh, I'm surprised you eat that. Is there something that he eats <sighs> that you like? No. I'll go because Bo eats pickles. He's obsessed with pickles. And oh. even the kindy, like the child care. I was like, obsessed with pickles as a kid. Were you? Pickles and olives. Oh Ger- like God. gherkins. See, he won't eat olives. Yeah, Do you gherkins. Know gherkins? Yeah, yeah gherkins. I lived on gherkins, those when I was a kid. Like burger, I haven't pickles, even tried those everything. with Elliot, actually. Oh my God, he loves them. And like the yeah. kindy were like, we use them as a bit of a garnish. Like, she's like, because no kids eat them. Mm. She's like, Bo was wanting more. She's like, he's a freak. <laughs> so good. So it's just one thing. And I was like, that's a really random like yeah. thing to eat. But he loves pickles. Yeah, he asks for pickles all the time. That's wow, that is interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know. There's nothing really that comes to mind, I would have to say. Yeah. He smashes like tins of tuna. Like, oh, yeah, like, See, they're I going out of fashion. Tuna. I'm gonna yeah, look, I mean, again, that's something that I was like, oh, you know, it's bad, it's tinned. But I'm like, yeah, on the days we haven't got lunch and it's still a good protein sauce, let's do the tin tuna. And he smashes it. So, and you go to, so mm-hmm. what are two go to meals like throughout the week for dinners? Give Spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Because I love oh. that you can, like, I grate carrot, zucchini, broccoli, Hide that shit. mushrooms. <laughs> Yeah, not no, I'm not even. To, I'm but... actually not having to, but it's just great. It's easy. I also yeah. think it's like you know, don't hide. We don't. We expose him yeah, to all the food, it, but yeah. like it is actually easier for them to consume. Yep. When it's all mashed up and yeah, grated up. So I'm like, yep, let's go. And that. I love it. To Bo be honest, he actually eats a lot of the pasta and not a lot of the meat anyway. Yeah. So look, he's not really getting the veggies, yeah. but um, <laughs> that is definitely a go-to. And yep. up until last week, that he reacted to drumsticks, we were having drum like a tray bake drumstick chicken yep. with like oh, nice. um veggies like some kind of tray yeah. bake i love tray bakes i love yeah, we can put it too. all in Chuck that's what that's what's coming channel. to mind yeah yeah we are uh, we pumpkin soup the minute that kid sneezes or sniffs i make pumpkin soup because <laughs> i love it and <laughs> I he like loves it try a pumpkin soup you've like i've got some a lot. you can have some um yes. but and then what i do with the pumpkin soup you can it's really easy to freeze and you can use it as pasta sauce when you oh yeah it's really good he loves Yum. it um and then i bet you someone's cringing at that listening to this pumpkin soup as pasta sauce like, I know, probably, but I'll just like use it. Do you add anything into it? Or you just have the pumpkin soup as a pasta. Just pumpkin soup as pasta sauce. Because wow. the pumpkin soup's got so much in it. So oh like yeah, chicken stock and like yeah, you know, whatever you want to add into yep. it. Um, but yeah, he loves it. Great. Well, so we might leave does. it there and wrap it up. Absolutely. Hopefully, we have made you too hungry. <laughs> yes, I'm hungry, and I'm, I'm definitely going to try some. And I'm pretty sure Bo's just woken up from his nap. Yeah, we actually got this recorded while Bo was napping. Go, Bo. We did look at us go, Joe. He might have resettled himself. Who knows? He's gone quiet. He's so. gone quiet. <laughs> All right, we better go check. Bye, guys. See ya.